Welcome everyone. We are passionate at Church Alive, helping people fulfill God's potential for their lives. And that means developing, building, coaching, inspiring leaders. And so I hope you'll have a leaning factor that today you can grow. Today you can take on a new mentality, a new mindset. And as you allow God to prune you, lift you, other people to inspire you, learn from you, you can become all that God has destined you to become. can become all God desires. I open my heart by faith to receive the Word of God. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Grab your seat. Grab your seat. Thank you, worship team. I was at the mall yesterday. How many mall people? You like the mall? I was surprised how many people at the mall. I was encouraged because of COVID. I was walking around the mall. I'm like, cool. The world is not shut down. Uh, I was at the mall and I was looking. Actually, it's fun going with my kids now because obviously it's, it's one thing going with your wife and she's going to shop, but it's another thing not losing your kids, especially when there's five. And, and so you got to get changed and, and put stuff on. And then my little girls, they come in the change room too. And they're trying on women's clothes and different things. It was a disaster. Uh, but it was a fun time, a fun disaster. And anyway, it was cool. But there was a t-shirt that got my attention on the right-hand side as we were walking through. And it said this, the future is unwritten. The future is unwritten. 2021, the future is unwritten. I've been uh, writing a book recently called Transform, and it's going to launch the week after Easter, actually. I'm excited for it. It's actually, I'm done. I'm finished with the book. And I had been working with, I'd really been writing it for about two years. It came out of really the heart and soul of our church on what we do with men and, and then trickled to the women and so forth. But I really feel like God gave me something about two years ago, and He asked me to write a men's manual that'll help them win in life. And, and so I've been working with someone that will help me really articulate the chapters. And sometimes their feedback would be, you started one chapter, but then you seem to jump to a different thought or a different theme. And it's interesting that really life is like a new chapter. 2021 can be like a new chapter. But I wanna ask you a question. Can God be the copyright? Can God be the writer of it where he actually gets to decide what the theme is of your life in 2021? See, 2020 or 2019 and 2018, your whole life may have had a particular theme. But let me ask you a question. Can God speak his theme? Can God speak his picture? Can God speak his word into your spirit that begins to change the pictures? It begins to change the dreams. It begins to change the trajectory of your life. Who's up for that? God is often a invitational God. God invites you. God woos you. Some of you are here today because a mom or a dad has been praying for you and someone's been inviting you. It's like God woos you. God invites you. God kind of, it's like the lure, like he's kind of like, come on. And over the years, like, no. Then other, no. Then finally, okay, now you can speak over me. But interesting enough, God is not always a gentleman. Sometimes he slaps you. 
Some of you might be here, you feel slapped in the church. That's where we bump into the passage of Scripture I want to dive into for a second. Acts chapter 9, verse 3. Saul is a man of faith. Some say a man of faith. Some say sincere. Some say zealous. Some say dead wrong. He is sincere, zealous, but he is dead wrong. He is persecuting the church of the living God. He is arresting and approving of the stoning. And I'm not talking marijuana. He is approving the stoning of Christians, the killing of Christians. He is really a zealot that's out of control. He is an angry man, but God begins to arrest him. Acts 9 verse 3, as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly, someone say suddenly. Suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him and he fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he says, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up. Some will say, now get up. There's nothing invitational about that statement, is there? It's not like, hey, Saul, if you'd like to, would you like to get off your horse, and would you like to come to church with me? He's like, get up. Why? Why can God tell Saul to get up? Because he's God. Why are God's commands God's commands and not God's suggestions? Now you are able, here's the thing through free will, how many know you are able to treat them as suggestions? You are able to. How many know you can do whatever the heck you want? Some say I'm free. You can do whatever the heck you want. I like to remind people that you are not free to choose the consequences of whatever the heck you want. You are free in 2021 to eat chocolate chip, mint ice cream, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. How many of you are free to do it? You can. I just want to release you in Jesus' name. You can. But you are not free to choose the consequences. You can smoke drugs. I never thought I'd hear that in church. Because you can. You are free. You're free to eat of the knowledge of good and evil. You're free, but you are not free to choose the consequences of when you disobey God. Why? Because he is God. He says to him, I am Jesus. And with those few words, it changes the very trajectory of his life. I am Jesus. It's amazing to me that God can speak three words and the very theme of his life. The book that that Saul was writing about his life was Pharisee, was of the tribe of Benjamin, was a Jew, was a zealot. And then God, the very next chapter, changes everything. He says, Paul the apostle, Paul the Christ follower, Paul the servant of God in Christ Jesus. Can God change your life? Can God speak a theme over your life? Can I say to you today that God's theme, despite sometimes the struggle, is better than your theme? That didn't get as much approval as I hoped, but I promise you, it's true. Can He speak His Word over you? Can you receive it by faith? Don't just go through the motions of church. Receive and open your heart and say, God, what's the theme that you want to give to my life no matter what the struggle of 2020 was? 
I want to say to you, I believe that God spoke to me this year, last year, sorry, that God's declaration, God's word is an invitation for you to change the chapter of your life. God's word is an invitation to get in your heart so that you start to think different and look different. It doesn't mean your assignment necessarily changes. But it may mean the spirit with which you do your assignment does change. How many know you still got to go home and do dishes? Doesn't that, you're in the presence of the Lord and then you go home and you're like, oh, the kitchen's still clean. I mean, still, still messy. Still going to do laundry. Actually, really, that's probably my wife. I don't really do laundry, do I, babe? You don't take the trash out. Sometimes. I know. Nine times in 16 years. <laughs> Actually, I don't really even take the trash out anymore. My son does. How many know that delegation at its best? Why'd you have kids? Milton said, amen, 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 Milton. <laughs> Lucas is like, why'd I come to this church? God wants to declare something over you this year. God wants to declare over your life, your mind, your family, your business, but this house. I believe that God's declaration for our church is overcome. Can you receive that by faith? Can you let that sit in your heart? Can it get in your mind? Overcome. Some will say, I overcome. Some will say, we overcome. Some will say, we can do it. 1 John 5, 4 says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has over, overcome the world, even our faith. But what I found about God's word is God's revealed work goes to work on you. God's revealed work goes to work on you. That doesn't mean 2021 has no problems. In fact, I kind of think the other thing, that there will be both battles and blessings. There will be breakthroughs and sometimes a disappointment here or there. But let me uh, prophesy over you, you're an overcomer. Why? Because we serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It is the job of a disciple of Jesus to walk in alignment with the Word over him. Not to bring the Word under to your reality, but to bring God's Word over and cause it to be your reality. I love that when Jesus speaks to Simon, the very name Simon means read, read one tossed to and fro, that the oceans will literally blow it wherever kind of they want to, and then he gets to call him something else. He says, you're no longer Simon, but you are Peter, which means rock. I think that's a better declaration. What about you? says no longer swayed to and fro, but a rock that people can rest on, a rock that people can sit on and rely on, and, and there's something about stability about a rock. He says, upon this rock, he says, I will build my church. He says, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's interesting that again, God processes though Peter. He 
He's not just saying, hey, you're a rock now, and Peter gets to walk by himself from there on out and just walk around like, I am the rock. I have 70 million Instagram followers. <laughs> no, he has to walk with Jesus to become who Jesus says. And he's walking with him and walking with him and walking with him. And here's the thing that sometimes he still shows that reed-like characteristic. A little girl walks up to him when Jesus is being arrested and about to be crucified and says, don't you know Jesus? He's like, oh, I never heard of Jesus. It's like, don't you have a Jesus shirt? He's like, nah. Covers it. He says, don't you have an accent like a Galilean? Galilean was where Jesus was from. And then Peter cusses. That's not church boy, is it? It's like, I don't know what he said, but just acts on. Like goes Tourette's on him. Just like, like I don't know him. <laughs> Someone said read. Someone said rock. But later, someone say later, it's later that all of a sudden that rock gets to be restored as a rock. And God is not done with you. If you've been a reed recently, if you've been anxious recently, you've been fearful in 2020, how you know that God is not done with you yet, but he needs to speak a new word over you that you are an overcomer, that you are not a fearful person, that you are not an anxious person, that you are not a depressed person, that you are not any of those things. He needs to speak it over and he'll speak it over you. But how many know the key thing is to keep hanging out with Jesus so that Jesus can conform you? Because I've found that God both declares that we are an overcomer, but then what's strange is he invites us to overcome. And you're like, which is it? Is I, am I an overcomer or I, am I invited to overcome? And Jesus says both. Some will say I'm an overcomer. Some will say I'm invited to overcome. Which means that God wants to process you into what he says you are. See, in Revelation chapter two and chapter three, Jesus says these words to seven different churches. He says, to him who overcomes, which means he is inviting them to overcome. And every time he said to him who overcomes, he literally gives a different blessing to it. Which is interesting because 1 John 5 and 4 tells us over and over, comma, sorry, over and over again that we are an overcomer. But then in Revelation 2 and 3, he says, to him who overcomes. It is both his declaration over your life to overcome, but is also his invitation in your life to overcome. Therefore, God doesn't do it all for me. In Revelation 2 and 3, there are seven different churches, seven churches. Someone say seven Six of them, God has to literally say you are out of alignment. The only one he doesn't say you're out of alignment is under persecution. And how many know during persecution times, you pray more? Let me say that again. During harder times, you pray more. You lost your job, lost that relationship. All of a sudden, you have no meaning, no purpose in your life. How many know that all of a sudden you start to pray? Why do we fast as a church? God doesn't need to send tribulation to us. We'll fast ourselves. Lord, I'll go through it myself. 
Have a big enough vision on your life that you don't just need God sometimes, you need God daily. Have a big enough vision. There's a big enough vision for this church, let me tell you this, that I know without a shadow of a doubt, I don't need God occasionally, I need Him every day. There's a big enough vision for this house, I'm telling you right now, that it causes me to go, Lord, are you sure? The vision of God should scare you a little bit. The vision of God should be bigger. And that's why sometimes you have to connect yourself to a house of vision. That's why Christianity can't just be you for and no more. Because you'll only seek God when you need God. And then you act all prideful and 10 years later you realize you've missed him for a long time. Six churches needed alignment. Someone say alignment. Turn to your neighbor and say, go to the chiropractor. One of the churches had lost their first love, lost their passion. Some of you may have been a Christian a long time, 10, 20 years, and do you remember when you first got saved? And sometimes there was a fire there that sometimes you lose because the fire of God never stays, you must cultivate it. John Wesley said, the nature of fire is to go out, you must feed it. One of the churches, they were about to go through a hard time and he told them, you must persevere. I trust that was 2020. One of the churches had been overcome and they had jumped into sexual sin and Jesus says to them that they were holding the teaching of Jezebel. And he says, I'm giving you time, you must change. Hear that again, I'm giving you time, but you must change, right? They had literally aligned their teaching with Jezebel. Jezebel was a false, a a, a witch of a woman who would continually offer Baal-like worship and worship Baal and Ashtoreth, and Baal and Ashtoreth were the culture of sensuality, sexuality, and money, and it was, she lured many times people into that worship. That was with, sorry, that was with, um, Ahab and and Elijah, but it's interesting that the Bible continues to refer to her not as a person, but a spirit. It means she has teaching, she has philosophy, and you and I are to align ourselves and overcome the teaching of Jezebel. Are you with me? Another one of the churches had overcome, they had gotten drowsy, they had fallen asleep, and his command to them was, wake up. Have you ever fallen asleep spiritually? Someone say yes. We all have. I was talking to someone just the other day, and, and uh, he said, man, I, I need to get back to church. He said, I've grown complacent. My, I, I love that we're online, and I love that you're watching online. I, I heard an amazing story recently where one of our worship leaders was like, listen, my mother used to never go to church, and she lives in Dominica, and now she watches, and she calls church alive at home church, and she watches every single time, and, and, and I was so encouraged by that. I was so encouraged by so many different people who share our church online with other people. You should check out this message. I met a woman not too long ago. She came up to me and it's like, I had this girlfriend who kept inviting me to come to your church and she said to her, I'm never going to your church. And then she watched online and then she came. That's like honey to the bee, you know what I'm saying? That's the presence of God. You and I can share so simply now services and 
I think it can impact people all over the place. And if you work on Sundays, you watch the service. And if you're, uh, if you're sick, you know, stay home. <laughs> you know, be coughing all over people. People get nervous. You know. <laughs> I'd, I'd tell a quick funny story. I don't know if I have time for this story, but let's just go with it. In one of the worship weeks, when we first opened, one of the guys on stage was over here, and he coughed once in the first service, and I looked over, I was like, oh, what's that guy doing? I've never thought that before. Second service, he coughed like two or three times. I'm like, is he crazy? Third service, he coughed five times. I was like, security, remove this man. Actually, I don't know if I've seen him back. But do you know for 2,000 years, the instruction of Jesus was do not give up meeting together. He says that to Afghanistan. He says that to China. You can lose your head in Afghanistan to go to church. You can, you can be sent to prison in China to go to church. And Jesus still says it. Still says it trying <laughs> Philippians chapter 3 verse 12 not that I have already obtained all of this this is Paul he's almost at the end of his ministry but there is a pushing forward there is an overcoming to his ministry and he says or have already arrived at my goal I don't care if you're 88 there's more God has for you but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers speaking to the church and sisters, I do not consider myself just because I've written half the New Testament, he says, yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Watch this now. All of us then who are mature, if you think you're mature, watch this verse, read this verse, who are mature should take on such a view of things. Maybe you've been a Christian for 20 years and 30 years, like, ah, oh, Pastor Anthony, I don't need it anymore. I wanna say all of us who are mature should take such a view of things. All of us are mature who should press on toward the high goal of God in Christ Jesus. Sometimes you can rest on last year's sacrifice. And I say, and I say this, and especially I mean this to leaders, sometimes you can rest on last year's prayers. Last year's sacrifice. Oh, I, I sacrificed my giving last year, but I have found that God says, forget last year. What about this year? What are you going to do for me this year? How are you going to believe for me this year? You, you had transformed groups were great last year, but what about this year? You reached a lot of people last year. What about this year? Gave away a lot of money last year. What about this year? There's a pressing forward. There's a pressing on. Overcome is a declaration overcome is an invitation but overcome is a new theme for a new chapter in our lives but I believe this that overcome has a strategy I don't just want to give you a word and give you nothing practical overcome has a strategy how many know you need strategy if you got a business you need strategy if you're a mother you need a strategy 
If you've got an infant, you need a strategy. If you want to do something for God, you need a strategy. Listen to this by Simon Sinek. He says this, vision is a destination. Someone say, I'm going somewhere. A fixed point to which we focus all of our effort. But strategy is a route, an adaptive path to get us where we want to go. Listen to what Paul said in Acts chapter 27. Paul is on a journey. He's on a boat. The journey is actually not going well. It is about 300 different people on a boat and there's there's bad winds. And Paul is praying. Someone say pray. He's praying and God has shown him that the the trip is not going to be a good trip. And here's what he says in verse 10. He says, I perceive that this voyage will, will end with disaster. Now, here's what's interesting. He's a prisoner on that boat. So surprise, surprise, they didn't actually listen to him. And then watch this now, go to verse uh, 21. Now this is later when the trip has gone bad. They had like a 2020 like year. And he says this, it's a little bit arrogant. Amen. But he said, men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. He literally goes, I was right. But he'd heard from God. He says, listen, You should have listened to me because I know what I'm talking about. And now this time, they're like, all right, we're going to listen to you. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost, only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of of the God to whom I belong and to whom I serve stood beside me and said, do not be afraid, Paul. How many know that if an angel has to tell you don't be afraid, there's reason to be afraid? They literally almost lost their life. He says, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as He told me. God's strategy to overcome is defeating prayerlessness in your life. Let me say this again, because this needs to get in the mind and heart and soul of our church. God's strategy for you and me and your family to overcome isn't just saying overcome. It is literally taking on a new mentality that prayer isn't a have to. Prayer isn't a sometimes. Prayer is what we do. Prayer, let it be what we do. Come on in Jesus' name. You know, every morning, Sunday morning, there's a number of different people that show up in our church at 7.30 in the morning, pray for this church. There's Instagram moments where they pray. 5 a.m. club on a Tuesday is for any man who wants to work out from 5.15 to 6, but from 6 to 6.45, all we do is pray. I believe in prayer. I don't want to show up at 5.15. I do show up at 5.15 because God spoke to me to do it. Let me say this. Here's, here's, I I hope I've had enough time to kind of share this point. Recently, I, I felt a little bit sick. And relax, I'm not COVID sick. It's just a little scratch in my throat, a little, um, my nose was kind of like getting to the point, but how many know that if you, if you flood your soul with vitamins, 
within like the first hour of you feeling that little scratch in your throat, most of the time you'll overcome it. Now, if you wait like 10 hours, you're done. I just want to tell you right now, you're done. If you wait 10 hours until you get emergency in your system and water in your system, generally your body's going to have to deal with it for about five days. That's my experience. That's free. There you go. But if I will within one to two hours of feeling the scratch, I can normally deal with it. I'll, I'll eat emergency like it's popcorn. I'll sprinkle it on my popcorn. Just ah, ah. But the truth of that snotty nose and scratchy throat is that that is not the problem. That is simply a symptom. That's a symptom of a deeper issue where a virus is attacking my body and I'm start to showing symptoms. And I felt like the Holy Spirit gave me this insight on His people. Many of us are trying to deal and think the snotty nose and the scratchy throat is our problem. It's not the problem. That is a symptom of a weakened spirit. Now hear me. Sometimes anxiousness and fear or depression or, or just a lifestyle that's not pleasing to God, that's not the problem. The, that's just a symptom. That's a symptom of a weakened spirit. Let me share with you the Apostle Paul's symptoms. Everyone's afraid he's in faith. Everyone has no insight what to do. He has insight. His symptoms were faith. His symptoms were courage. His symptoms was he knew direction-wise what to do. That was his symptom. What was his source? He was a praying man that heard God, that sought God, that thought prayer was a priority, that Jesus was his strength. It wasn't something he said, it was something he did. Come on, am I preaching to anyone today? Let me share one more thought. Someone say symptom. A symptom of a sick body is <coughs> just a symptom. A symptom of an anxious life, a symptom of depression, a symptom of worry, a symptom of just falling into sin all the time. Guess what? It's not about the sin. You need to strengthen your spirit. If you're strengthening your spirit, Paul said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand against it. And having done all to stand, stand therefore with your loins good about with truth, with your feet shed with the gospel of peace, with a helmet of salvation, with the shield of faith. Come on here with me. try to land this ship. Take a seat for a moment. I'm almost done. I've said that three times. I was watching uh, Avatar the other day. It's the will of God. 
January 1st is one of those lazy days, right? It's just, Mary's like, let's just make it a movie day. I'm like, babe, we've watched three movies already. She's like, it's just a movie day. I was like, wow, all day. And Avatar. You watch Avatar and you kind of wish you were nine foot tall and, and lanky. It's like, wow, what would that be like? <clears throat> but there's this cool moment in, in Avatar where Sully, Jake Sully, he's got to take on this dragon. But the dragon is meant to become his ride. And he has to literally take on something that could kill him. And then he has to jump on it and he jumps on it and then this thing is wrestling him and literally headbutts him and he flies off and he gets back on and then he's got this avatar weird kind of tail and then all of a sudden out of this avatar tail, he gets this little tail but then this little spiny thing's kind of come out like this and then he gets the dragon's thing and the spiny thing's going like this. And all of a sudden when they join, all of a sudden he owns the dragon. And then all of a sudden he can do what he was never able to do before. Let me suggest to you, again, you never own God, but I just want to use this illustration. But there is a power, there is a fire that is attached to heaven that if you will attach your little things and, and stick them out consistently, before you know it, you'll start saying things and doing things that you're never able to do before with a different spirit. To overcome is not a word. To overcome is the strategy from heaven, but prayer is that strategy. Let me say this. I said this in the first service, but let me say this. Let overcoming not be some mantra we say, but a spirit that comes upon us. Not simply thinking positive thoughts, but capturing a God vision that cannot be stopped. Overcoming isn't about you, but it is not without you. It's not for your glory, but it is for your good. It's not easy, but it will make you stronger. It's not about being stronger through self-help, but having true strength through God's help. Come on, stand to your feet. Overcoming is not a moment in time, but something you do because it's who you are. Overcome is an attitude that problems aren't the problem. Overcoming says the disappointments of my past are not the profit of the future. Overcome says the setbacks are, are my great lessons for a wiser life. Overcome declares to disappointment, this will pass. Overcome is a God focus, not a self focus. Overcome is not independent, but God dependent. Overcome is what we do. Come on, say overcome is what we do. Say it with me. 2021, I overcome, not by my own power. Not my own strength. I throw off prayerlessness and self-confidence. I put on confidence. I am dependent. I am surrendered. I am turning the page. I am opening a new page. I declare we are overcomers. I don't overcome on my own. I am dependent on the Spirit of God. I need others. I need friends. I need the house of God. I need the Word of God. I declare today, I will rise above challenges. I'm never too big to serve, pray, fast, and give. 
but this is how the kingdom is built. I declare today, prayer is my hotline to heaven. Prayer is my secret source to faith, peace, direction, and strength. Prayer is not my last resort. It is my first resort. Prayer is the strength of my life. It's how I overcome. Overcome is what we do. Come on, say it again. Overcome is what we do. Overcome is what we do. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, Overcome is what I do. It's what we do. Now give God some praise for a moment. Come on, like you mean it. God's writing the chapter of your book. In this chapter, 2021, He calls overcome. It's up to you. He's declared it. He invites you. But prayer is your source. But he wants to write something new. He wants to write something new in your life, in your family, in this church. Don't write your own chapter. You're not that good. Don't write your own chapter. We're not that good. Let him write it. Will there be struggle? Yeah. Will there be blessing? Yeah. I overcome. what we do come on every man say this with me I overcome it's what we do say we overcome it's what we do ladies say we overcome it's what we do we overcome it's what we do now together say we overcome it's what we do one more time we overcome it's what we do. Come on, give the Lord a hand in the house of God. Praise God. Oh, I hope you're getting that online. Hope you're getting that online. Thank you, Lord. Would you close your eyes for a moment? I never want to take a service and not give an invitation. For someone in this place, maybe a friend invited you, maybe you just said, man, 2020 didn't work. I'm just going to get to the house of God in 2021. Maybe you grew up Catholic or Christian or no religious whatsoever. Maybe you are in a lifestyle that you will go, oh, I can't become a Christian. I do this. I, I do this. I do this. And I just want to tell you today that God overcame through His Son, Jesus, the separation between God and man. Why is the world so messed up? Because there's a separation between God and man. Jesus is that bridge. He overcame sin, overcame death, overcame hell. He overcame the power of Satan to hinder you. But the only way he hinders you now is that you believe his lies. And so I'm going to invite you to ask him into your heart right now to change you. You may have done it 10 times or never before in your life. But with the spirit of faith, I want you to declare that Jesus is the Lord of your life. Come on, pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, 
thank you for overcoming the power of the grave, the power of sin, the power of death. Right now, I turn to you in full repentance to not trust myself, not my own wisdom, not my own goodness, but I say, you are my Savior, my Lord, my best friend. From this day, I declare, you are Lord. Make me to be the child you called me to be. Make me to be like Peter, a rock on which others can lean. Come into my heart, Holy Spirit. you prayed that prayer today I'm going to ask you to do something very simple just quickly raise your hand all over this place raise your hand raise it up high raise your hand raise it up high thank you thank you thank you thank you those people raising their hands awesome today thank you man that's great today thank you thank you thank you you can put thank you thank you sweetheart that's great today you can put your hand down Father in Jesus name bless those who did that right now and now I pray that the spirit of the living God and the spirit of faith would get upon your people in Jesus name that would not be in word but it would be in spirit let it pierce the mind and pierce the heart and pierce things that only you can pierce Father in Jesus name I declare this house I declare every man every woman every family overcomers in Jesus name and I'll give you the praise and the honor and the church alive said, Amen. Amen. That's exciting. Overcoming. You guys ready to overcome? Yes, I'm all in. Hey, if you raised your hand today to say yes to Jesus, to give your life to Him, we want to give you this gift. You can grab it at our Next Steps counter right as you leave here right on your right. If you're online, you can text CONNECT7 to 97000. We'll mail one of these to you. Hey, starting next Sunday is anointing services, so be here all of our services throughout the whole month of January with the exception of today. If you're online and you can be in person, you don't have a compromised immune system or different things like that, I encourage you to get here, get prayed for, come be around people of faith to encourage you and sharpen you in this time. Also, our, our Vision t-shirts will be handed out the last Sunday of January. So, you know, you're breaking through from last year. We have an overcome one, which is really cool, by the way. I already saw it. And we'll be gifting that to each of you the last Sunday of January. Hey, we love you. Praying for you. Join us tomorrow as we kick off our annual fast. Love you guys. Happy New Year. Bye-bye.